Welcome to Midwife Monday. Yes, welcome. We're excited. We haven't been on for a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm Jay Lynn. Oh, and I'm Andy. We're the Midwives with Holistic Heritage Home Birth. And this is Midwife Monday. Yeah. Well, last week, uh, the internet, Facebook was down. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I always envisioned that uh, there's someone in the background, like, trying to get rid of all their algorithms that control us. Do you feel like so there's a whole, control, control well, there's a whole conspiracy, and I don't know what's what, but my husband is a huge conspiracy fanatic. He loves listening to all those podcasts. And apparently there's a whistleblower out there that's talking about some Facebook things, and then it just so happens right when she's going to come out and give some information that they they went out. They went out. Some people are saying it was to clean their systems. I don't know. Whatever. Conspiracy. Who knows? <laughs> there's a lot of those going around these days. Just, just one or two. Just one or two. Uh, I try to stay out of most of them. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. But well, no, that's not true. I like no. to stir the pot. I'm a pot stirrer. You are? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <You laughs> it, brings, it brings me joy. Uh, I have some stories. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, my son. Let me, let me backtrack. So, me and my husband have started doing this thing where... We're purposefully, even if we don't want to because we're exhausted, going to put down electronics for dinner, just engage with our family, and then the kids pull a stick out of this thing and it tells us what activity we're going to do with them for the next hour or so. And then after that, it's adult time, right? Whatever that looks like. Um, but uh -oh. my kids all know adult time is for me. Like, I love my kids, but I'm also... One of those moms that is secure in her motherhood enough to say, kids are turds sometimes, and every now and again I'll have to look at my kid and be like, I love you, but I don't like you in this moment, so I'm going to need some alone time to go away. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it is in our house, right? So by 8 o'clock at night, it's adult time. Go away. You've already tried to crawl back into my body for the last eight hours, so now it's time for your dad to crawl in my body. Go away. And sometimes I actually do tell him just like that. Well, sometimes I use code words like, you can't come get in my bed right now and snuggle because I'm going to snuggle with your dad. Never knowing that they actually understood that that was a code word for something else. Well, my little Canyon, who's not even little, he's nine now, is not naive. He actually has a very adult and logical mind. And he always has known what was going on. And I wasn't aware of it, but... Me and Chris had went into the bathroom to do our adult snuggling, and the shower was running, so we didn't hear him, but apparently he had been banging on the door for a while. There's four other bathrooms in the house that he could have gotten his needs met, but he apparently could only get his needs met in our bathroom. <laughs> so he's knocking, I'm unaware, and then we finish snuggling, and I go to open the doors to the bathroom, and Canyon's standing there. In my bedroom. And I had locked the bedroom door. And he's just standing there like, he had to have heard things, seen things through the crack. I don't know what he saw and heard. But I said, Kenyon Allen, what are you doing? Was my door locked? And he said, well, yeah. And he's holding the knife because he jimmied the lock to get in. <laughs> I said, then why did you come in? I knocked. I said, so it was locked and you came in anyway. You unlocked the door and walked in. Didn't I tell you we were snuggling and he gets like the, he's got like a really cute little chubby face and he got like this smirk on him. He was like, yeah. And I said, <laughs> do you know what snuggling is? And he said, 
Yeah. I said, me and your dad were having sex. Do you know that? We were having sex in here? Yeah. It's like, then what the hell are you doing unlocking the damn door and being a creeper spy? Go away. What do you need? What did you need so bad? The towel. <laughs> so now he's going to need therapy. He's going to need therapy and counseling for the rest of his life because he doesn't saw his mom getting bent over in the shower for a towel. For a towel. I think every kid has walked in on my parents. All my kids have. But he knew what he was doing. That's the difference. Other kids are mortified. You know, they walk in and like, ah, my eyes are burning. No, this fool knew and Jimmy the lot and got in and then just waited That's awesome. for his towel. Turd. I let him know. Yeah. <laughs> That's my sex story. You haven't heard oh, one in a while. I haven't. We got in a heated debate. I don't know if it was heated. Do you ever get in arguments with your kids? I'm going to call it a debate, right? Because, I mean, I wasn't mad. An argument means anger. Discussion. Discussion. Um, with my daughter, who posted this really hysterical, I don't know if you saw her. Feminist post? Yeah. <laughs> was great. A lot of it was based on truth. I was like, yeah. She was yeah. Like, yeah. So she posted, and she's being a little tongue-in-cheek about it. But then I had said something like, I don't know that I am a feminist. And she's like, what? And I said, I don't like the connotation of when I see feminist movement and the marches. I don't really like how it's represented. There's a spectrum. Yes. Well, that's where that's where the semantics came in. Well, if you look up the definition of feminism, she's telling me, I'm like, oh my god, here we go. Here I think I'm go. a little Teen Bridget. Yeah. Yeah. You know that about me. Yes. Yeah. I just ordered a book called So Long, or anyway, it, it's very much about why is it taking so long for women to? There'll never be equality because in our creation, just like Bridget was saying. We aren't equal in our creation. We have varying different I always things, think we're different equal strengths. but different. Yes, I believe that. Equal but different. But we're not treated equally for our differences. That's the problem. So this Correct. book I just ordered, I'm very excited about. Bridget can borrow it afterwards. Because um, I got a little bit on my high horse because I saw the statistic about the Nobel Peace Prize and how very few Nobel Peace Prizes were given to women across the board. It didn't matter what the subject matter was on. And I thought, well, that's some shit. I said a cuss word. Um, and I thought, well, why are we so slow to pick up on the fact that there's some brilliantly genius and philanthropical women out there that really deserve this? Where, where, What's going on? And, and also, um, people of various colors are not being showcased, right, for their talents and their uniquenesses and how they give to the earth. Um, so I'm on Team Bridget. I hear her. Well, I come from it from a point of view. It's like, I wish we didn't have those types of labels in the first place. I mean, we are a label society, even though we're trying to get rid of labels, right? But really, we are. And I would like to just be equal humans. Does it? Do we have to have... When can we be in a place where we just have human rights? And it doesn't matter if you're male or female or the color of your skin or your culture or your race or your gender. Why do we have to have all of that? Why can't we just have we're equal as human beings under because God's think, eyes and in the eyes of the law? I think and until culture. we get there, there has to be words and labels. And, and I don't know that we'll ever get there because we're human beings who have faults and failures. And there's always going to be outliers that are just plain assholes. Um, and that's where we're at. And I get what Bridget's saying. I get what you're saying. And maybe I'm somewhere in the center. 
of all that. And that's why there's a beautiful spectrum of love. Right. Which kind of leads in, I know this is getting you like, how's this going to bridge? This does kind of bridge into our topic of what you shouldn't be saying to pregnant women. Because that was another topic Bridget and I had once was how we have names for people. And you know, like men have names for all their parts of the body and then women get like derogatory names. And I actually had taken this on. So, yay, Bridget. She said, well, why is it, why are you thinking that it's derogatory? She goes, it's only derogatory if we're all thinking of it like that. Men don't think of it when you call their body parts of themselves or you call them a jerk. They're not even thinking it's derogatory. They just hear it and they move on. Mm-hmm. So it's really up to us not to take those terms and make them derogatory. Well, it's the intention of the right. word. So we have that battle in our house because um, I don't like the P word. Right. Unless it's used in the exact right moment, which is real rare. But just to throw out like you're being a P, and I'm talking about the P-U-S-S-Y, that word. Um, if you throw out, oh, you're being a P or don't be a P, what are you saying? Because my shit is strong and mighty. So I hope you're telling that gentleman there that you just called a P that he's strong and mighty. Because that's not a derogatory word. Right. But if you're always interpreted as a derogatory then it's going to be derogatory, uh, right? Well, and her mind is like, like intention. Her mind, she doesn't care about the intention. She's like, I don't care. You can say what you want, but I'm going to receive it as not an insult because I refuse to put that kind of label on the I language that you're using. <laughs> I love her, and I'm like, all right, okay, I can get it. I can get on board, except for the p word. Boop. <laughs> so, so that's all about words, right? We know language is powerful. We know that it, um, not only the intention, but sometimes don't say it. Just don't say it. Get it out of your vocabulary. Get it out of your your conscious of thinking that it's um, the right thing to do or, or that it's even appropriate. So we made a little list. Some of are going to be self-explanatory about how bizarre it is. Like, this isn't even on our list, but... The one that I always got, because I do have a large family, we'd be out, and if we were grocery shopping and I had all the children with me, or heaven forbid, I had also my nieces with me, so then there were eight, and people would be like, you know how that happens. Yeah, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how it <laughs> well, you want to say something stupid back, because why are you being an idiot and saying something dumb? Because yes. we're uncomfortable, so we just say things that are stupid. Actually, one of our clients just posted this on Facebook. She was saying she was out. She has three daughters. And someone made a derogatory remark about, oh, boy, you got your hands full or you got three girls. And it's like, why you got to say that? One, it's rude to say. But two, imagine who's listening to that. So fortunately, two of her girls did not hear that comment. But imagine them hearing that all the time. And in the back of their head, they're thinking, gosh, we're just a pain. That's how people preserve, uh, uh, perceive us, that we're a pain. Instead of, we are the joy of our parents' eyes. We were planned. We were meant to be on this planet as incredible human beings. But no, someone's just interpreting that, oh, they're just a pain to their parents. Yeah, it goes back to what your parents taught you. If you can't say something nice, just... Right. And we don't need to comment. No. We don't need... You don't have to comment that we have six kids, ten kids, three girls, all boys... 
you don't need it's it's one thing if you know the person like how you doing with all those boys or girls but it's not when your your kids are listening and it always happens presented. at the grocery store or target or Costco right. or something always and it's presented it in a negative way instead of oh how fun you've got five girls it's yeah. amazing so as we go down this list right give us like a thumbs up or a smiley face if you've heard this before right hi Lindsay and Kim so two things we'll always be talking about size right either people want to say oh, you're 30 weeks you don't even look like that you're so small or they want to say you're really big man don't do that it's so obnoxiously rude like just don't comment on the size we are you having twins oh <laughs> you look like you're ready to drop you know we all want to kick you in the face when you say something like that. Either one. And it brings up a lot of emotions of like, maybe I am small. Maybe my baby's not growing right. Now we got fear involved. And all you were doing was being an obnoxious dork at the grocery store who was waiting in line and didn't know what else to say. And you were culturally uncomfortable. So you said something. And you said something dumb. So just look at the yeah. dumb on the counter and be quiet. And one of our clients went, she was telling me she's so upset. Um, she actually went over here to the place that, and had tamales, and the girl commented on her size, and she was, like, really offended. Yeah, like, well, I, I never want to go back there again. And I, I don't blame you, because that is offensive to comment on your size. Not t all the time. Not even in pregnancy. Just shh. Yes. Don't <laughs> do it. Um, was it planned, or was it a surprise? Well, it's none of your business. Next time I invite you in the bedroom to watch and observe at the foot of the bed, that's when you can have the luxury of knowing that information. That's yeah. how we should start answering. If they ask you an uncomfortable question, hand it right back to them with something equally as uncomfortable and inappropriate. Right. On that inappropriate part, I know we're probably not there. At the, in, in pregnancy, people will start asking you, well, are you dilated with your cervix? <laughs> Y'all, the cervix is inside for a reason. It's private. Let's not be asking people about their dilation. Could you imagine walking around to, to different aged men and being like, are your balls lower? Have they started to sag? Are your pubes gray? We don't ask that. No. I mean, why do we ask women that? It's like, it's like once you're pregnant because you're sharing your body, it then becomes community property and belongs to everyone. All the information. Right. Yeah. It's no one's business what your cervical dilation is. Don't ask. I can't believe people even ask that. They do all the time. Same thing. I'm guilty of this. Uh-oh. Can I touch your belly? Yeah. I love a belly. But it's really like it makes people feel like obligated or rude. Either they're obligated to say yes and they say yes when they really want to say no. Or they feel rude to say no. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. You would never ask somebody to touch any other part of their body. Again, yeah. it's with the, is this community property? And it's not, it's not community property. It is not. Um, other things of asking that are, are kind of rude, and don't forget to wait, raise your hand. Like, so far I've heard, like, all of these things. Um, are you hoping for a boy or a girl? I think that's rude. You think it's rude? I think it's rude to ask people, one, what are they having? And it's also rude to ask them what they're hoping for, because... I'm one to think and feel that the baby has a consciousness inside, and they hear that. And yes, maybe you are secretly like thinking you want this or what that, but guess what? 
you're going to get exactly the perfect child that you were meant to get, whatever it is. And you don't want to be having those feelings of guilt or feelings of um, like cultural. Some cultures seem to be more more excited about this or that, for example. Right. And that puts a lot of stress on somebody who has absolutely no control on what kind of genitals their baby has inside. I agree. I don't know if I care so much are you having a boy or girl. I don't know if that bothers me, but I get your point. But I don't like it when you tell somebody, like I had two boys and I had a girl, oh, you're finally getting your girl. No, I didn't get pregnant to have a girl. I got pregnant to have a baby. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really care if I had a boy or girl. So, I, I don't like that comment. Right. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you're going. And then if you have, if you say you're having a boy, oh, you didn't get your boy. You didn't get your girl. Yeah. No, I got my baby. This is what I want. It, everything's good. It didn't matter. And you on just that like, thing. on yours, it's a really positive spin, right? But for other people, it may be a really negative spin, and you don't know what you're triggering for them in their life. There might be a lot of pressure on them. Oh my gosh, you've got to pass on the, the family name or right. culturally boys are going to take care of you later in life and you're on your sixth girl. Don't do that to people. You don't know what shoes they're walking in and you don't know what's going on in their life. So just just yeah. look at the I did have a lot of pressure on me to have a girl, by the way. Just saying. Right? Everybody wanted me to have a girl. My mother-in-law had only had boys. Um, she just had her little granddaughter, though. Yay! But I just realized that. So, um, but she really wanted that girl. Yeah. Yeah. And the universe is going to give us what we're supposed to have. Yeah, I agree. Um, oh, this one is annoying. I agree, Lindsay. I think you should ask them randomly touch without permission. So if you are going to ask someone to touch, you should always ask someone to touch their belly before Even you your provider, not just yes. random randos at Target. Yes. <laughs> Um, this is another one. So there's a time in our pregnancy where it really becomes a little less fun, right? Right at the end, holding hands with creation does not seem as wonderful as just holding your baby. It's really difficult. And when we say nine months of pregnancy, most people do just think pregnancy is nine months, when in actuality it's 10 months. But we don't need the person reminding us, you know, yes. it's really 10 months. You know, it's really 40 weeks. Shut your face hole. And hush, I'm uncomfortable. I don't need your, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica on pregnancy. Yeah. Well, on that same note, I don't know if it's on your list, but I'm just free, free falling here. Goes, you haven't had that baby yet, y'all. <laughs> she will call when she's had the baby. It is so annoying when everyone is calling you when you're around 40 weeks. Oh, you haven't had the baby yet? No shit, Sherlock. I want you to know kick you in the teeth. You know you do this and this and this. Why don't, have you tried have you that? Had it? <sighs> they know that they're still pregnant. They know that they're still pregnant. <laughs> but what you could do instead, because you know that they want to have a baby, you can invite them to lunch. You can invite them to go get manicures and pedicures or a pregnancy massage or for a walk and talk about anything else but that baby. Stop still getting being pregnant. Anything else. Anything else. And that's a nice gift. Because really what we know is that you're just trying to engage them and support them. We get that. But they don't want to hear those words. No, they don't. And they don't also want to hear, oh, well, you're lucky you're human. You know, elephants are pregnant for almost two years. Well, I'm not an elephant, bitch. <laughs> so I'm pregnant for this long. So 
I don't want to hear it. <laughs> are you getting your induction? When are you going in for your induction? We get that a lot, right? Because we don't do inductions. So everyone's nagging them the mm -hmm. minute they go past 40 weeks. I've heard all of these so far. Every yeah, single one. Um, here's another one. Well, when I was pregnant. Ugh. I don't care. I don't care about when you're pregnant, when, like, there were eight presidents ago. Like, that was a different time, and y'all were smoking cigarettes still and thinking that was healthy. Actually, we do uh -oh. care. We do care. But we don't want to hear the story then. Like, I want to hear your birth story. And I think we all like to share our birth stories. But when she's nine months pregnant is not the time. Especially if it's a horror story or the way you perceived it was a horror story. Unless it's a beautiful, uplifting, yes, like you can do this, you were made for it, that kind of thing. Those are nice things to say. Uh, <laughs> oh, this it? is funny. Look, Denise, someone posted yesterday that someone said you look huge and she said, like you too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, we must be in a mirror. Look at you too. You silly, silly. Um, how about... When they're trying to be informative and tell you, like, this happens to me from time to time because it just so happens that I am a midwife, but then I also end up being a midwife for friends or become friends with people after I'm their midwife. And they're really hesitant to eat or drink in front of me because they're being a little naughty. Um, so I watch my tongue when I'm with them in their own environment and I'm not their midwife in that moment or if I catch you on Facebook. We're sneaking on you guys. And I'm watching them eating and drinking inappropriate things to not say, oh, you really shouldn't be eating that. You really shouldn't be drinking that. Thank you, healthy helperson. <laughs> you know, it's like it's an inappropriate thing to say. You are not in charge of their body. Let the providers take care of that. Yeah. And let their family take care of that. Um, you said about the twins. Yeah. Do you plan on breastfeeding? Again, personal question. Yeah. And you know what? There's some people that can't or that have really bad problems with it or have postpartum depression when they breastfeed. It's actually a thing. Um, so really, it's kind of, it's a rude question. It's rude. These it's are my breasts. Right. Not any of your business. Yeah. Um, or this goes really both ways because it's very polarizing is, when are you going to go back to work after the baby? Or are you going to stay home with the baby? Y'all, of course, you probably feel either this way or that way about that. But it's none of your business about what that family needs or desires to do as far as careers. Do we ask the men that? Do we? Do we say, when are you, are you taking two weeks off? Are you taking six weeks off? Are you planning on being a stay-at-home dad? And she, We don't do all that. So why do we ask the pregnant person? It's rude. It's none of your business. That's really the moral of this story is it's none of your business. You're rude. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to have a natural birth? Again, what is natural birth, right? So I don't think it's an appropriate question either to ask them. If they're bringing it up, right, then it's an open conversation. But until the pregnant person brings up what her birth plan is, then it's not really appropriate to be asking. Because then that sounds, it sounds like, um, what's the word I'm trying to find? 
accusatory or judgmental. Really, yeah. it sounds judgmental. Mm-hmm. Well, and because there's, there's really, no right answer. There's not a right answer because some people's definition of natural just means vaginal. Some people's definition of natural means without drugs. What is natural birth? And, and that's very individualized. So it's none of your business. Right. Right? Agree. Um, there's a few other ones on here, but we've kind of encircled them. I just want to take a moment. Um, it is infant loss month, right? So it's all about awareness of pregnancy loss and infant loss. And I'm sorry to you, this is, if this is triggering, you may not want to listen to the rest of the podcast. But what I want to do is just highlight a few of the things not to say to people that have had um, a pregnancy loss or an infant loss. We finally are coming to a place where we can take a right turn from the use of the word miscarriage. It's almost evokes um, a fault, like something went wrong. You misdid something, almost like failure of labor. Those are really negative connotations and people aren't liking that word anymore. So I think it is fair to start calling it pregnancy loss. That is what happened. That's exactly it is, is a loss. Um, and it doesn't matter how far along you are. So sometimes people will say, oh, I'm so, good thing it was early. Yeah, it's not a good thing that it was early. It's a loss. You had hopes and dreams and you already loved that baby. And it's a loss. That's right. Other hurtful things people say sometimes is, well, you can try again. Well, yes, I can try again and maybe I have another baby but it's not that baby. Right. I wanted that baby, and I'll never get that baby back. So don't say that. And here's the deal. When people come to you saying these things, they don't mean harm. No. Really, they're trying to be supportive. They're uncomfortable and sad, and they don't know what to say, and they just say idiotic things. Right. And I think the best way to support people is to acknowledge their grief, their loss, Give them a hug. Tell them you love them. Bring them a meal. Yeah. Do something kind. Acknowledge that baby for them because yeah. that's that, that's what they've lost. Yeah. Or or just say, how can I be supportive of you in this time? Because maybe they want to completely put their head in the sand and ignore it. Everybody mourns in a different way, and sometimes mourning doesn't look like mourning. It just looks like, hey, this is my third time to do this, and I just want to move on. That's okay. Yeah. Whatever morning looks like for you is okay. And maybe they want everyone to just leave them alone and not say anything. Well, then your job is to not say anything. I'm a leave alone kind of person. Yeah. And I'm a like, hey, can you say Cagney's name as much as you can? And like on his birthday, can you tell me happy birthing day? To me, it's still a birthing day. I'm very much like, can we celebrate and mourn within the same moment? Because his life mattered. That doesn't mean that everybody's like that. Right. right? Um, other things people say are... Um, you know, probably something was wrong, so it's a good thing it happened now and not later. You wouldn't want to have a baby with this or that. Fool, you don't know what I want. Yeah. You don't have a damn clue. I, like, I actually had somebody tell me, well, what if he didn't have arms and legs? He's like a chicken nugget. Then I want to hold my chicken nugget, and you're rude. Yeah. Don't say stupid stuff, y'all. Oh, my gosh. There's a whole list. Um, there's a great website called stillbirthday.com because it is still a birthday um, that has things. So if you're somebody who's trying to support and love somebody through pregnancy loss, there's a list of things not to say and a list of things that, that probably would be appropriate to say or do. If you're struggling with finding the cultural norm, right, 
Um, so that's a great resource for people. And when in doubt, just don't say anything. Just say, I'm here. Send a text and say, I'm here and leave it. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Yeah. Happy Midwife Monday. Yeah. Hugging everybody who has suffered pregnancy loss. Um, and we will see you next Monday. Bye, guys. Bye.